Smartcast. With the Baker's Plus Card, it's easy to get lower than low prices for the win. Earn fuel points on every purchase and save up to a dollar a gallon at the pump. The Baker's Plus Card. All you do is win. Big, big savings. Sign up now at bakersplus.com and start saving. Bakers, fresh for everyone. Savings may vary by state. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your favorites with the buy five or more, save a dollar each sale. Simply buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with your card. Bakers, fresh for everyone. Hello, and welcome to the Social Psychic Radio Show, featuring Jason Zook. In uncertain times, we must change our focus and priorities. This show will highlight social justice issues with the goal of expanding minds and increasing unity, love, and mutual respect for ourselves and our planet. We support the Black Lives Matter movement. Our show aspires to promote social spirituality, which simply means that by coming together, we can solve any of our problems, including the goal of bringing an end to all forms of hate, discrimination, bias, or oppression. We must protect our environment, reform our criminal justice system, and protect every citizen from police brutality. When we come together, it becomes possible to bridge the gaps that plague our society and divide us from within. We the people means everyone. Hello and welcome to the Social Psychic Radio Show. This is Jason Zook. It's a great pleasure that I have the opportunity of bringing on special guest Athena Bari today to discuss her new book, Raise Your Vibes. Athena is an author, a certified Reiki master, a crystal Reiki master, and a chakra healer. She's a founder and creator of Crystal Reiki Healer, one of the fastest growing online presences for crystal and chakra education and crystal Reiki healing. Hailing from a Hollywood dynasty, Athena is a niece of Rita Hayworth and the cousin of Ginger Rogers and Donna Reed. She had a career as a successful actress as Athena Cancino before leaving her life of glamor and paparazzi to create a life of peace and energy healing. Athena now enjoys offering distance Reiki worldwide, as well as leading retreats, clinics, and workshops as a part of her spiritual journey. To discover more about our guests, please visit her website, www.crystalreikihealer.com, and her handle for Instagram is at crystalreikihealer. It's a great pleasure. I welcome Athena to the show. Welcome to the show, Athena. Oh, Jason, thank you so much. I'm so grateful to be here and, and talk spirituality and crystals and raise your vibes and, and you know, meet your audience. So thank you for speaking having me. my language. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I really like your book, Raise Your Vibes, Energy Self-Healing for Everyone. I wanted to ask you, um, looking at your book, it, it hit a theme with me that resonated. And my first question to you is, how important is it for us to recognize our interconnectedness to one another and the relevance of energy and vibrations in our lives? Oh, well, that's a, that's a big question because energy is, is everything, right? We are energetic beings and paying attention to how we tune into that energy, how we project that energy, how we, how, how the energy of others resonates with us is, is huge. I mean, this makes the difference between, you know, living well and living sick, right? So it's, it's very important. I love it. <laughs> What's the most profound experience you had regarding energy healing in your life that you can reflect on? 
the mo the biggest one that I've had. Oh my goodness. So, well, let's see the biggest energy healing experience had to have been like the major transformation for me was when I was in the hospital healing from my own back surgeon future, uh, back fusion surgery. There we go. And I was in an incredible, like mind blowing pain. Um, when I came out of my surgery, I had doctors around me, everybody giving me medication. You know, I had sound healer come in. I had crystals all over me, all this stuff, anything to try to help because the, the meds were not working. And at one point screaming over my sobs and my jaw rattling, my husband shouts down at me, you're Reiki master for God's sakes, do Reiki on yourself. And it was really like this light bulb moment where, oh my God, can I do this? I can do this. Like usually Reiki is like nice and serene and calm, not like crazy trauma surgery room, right? And I start putting my hands on myself, going through the motions. Okay, I'm gonna do this, I can do this. And literally my breath came back to me like 30, 45 seconds. My breath came back to me, my jaw stopped rattling. My eyes were clear. I could suddenly see, I actually had a bunch of people in the room with me that I didn't even know were there. And I just thought, oh my God, this is not just, it feels nice. And it's like getting a spiritual massage. Like this is real legitimate energy healing. It works. My pain has just gotten down. I mean, it was still a long journey to get through the healing portion of it. But once I realized it, thank you, hubby, once I realized that, that that form of energy healing and Reiki could actually affect my pain level and my breath and my overall well-being, it was like, I have to share this. I have to get this out there. People need to know this is, this is a real thing. And they can, you guys can do it yourselves too. It's, you don't have to be dependent on anybody for it. We can learn and channel this incredible energy healing ourselves. And then in the months following, I slept with all my crystals. I did daily Reiki healings on myself, tuning into my chakras, supporting the ones that needed more. And it that's really together with the support of loved ones is how I was able to heal and grow bone and now live, you know, knock on wood without, without pain, which is a miracle in itself. Phenomenal for sure. I, um, I do pranic healing, Reiki healing myself. I just do it as a hobby and I do it for loved ones and family members and stuff like that. And, um, so I can relate to what you're describing. And I believe that energy healing is the future of medicine for us. It's Eastern medicine already, but I think Western medicine's already starting to become open-minded about it. Like in California, I know hospitals have employed its use and I'm in Florida. So okay. we're, more, we're more traditional in Tampa, but I have a lot of close friends that practice Reiki. And I just think it's such an amazing life force that we can tap into for healing energy. Oh, it's such a beautiful thing. And having it more and more in hospitals, they're showing that it's helping people's pain. Their pain relief is like, you know, getting better. Their recovery times are faster. Um, so it's, it's really nice to see that it's starting to blend in with Western medicine and really kind of filling in the gaps where they're at a loss. They don't know what, what to do. Like with a patient like me, you know, how much morphine can they give her? And she's still <laughs> shaking, right? So, you know, being able to offer something else that's natural and doesn't have these 
side effects, right? It really fills in. It's unlimited. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Unabounded. How, how did you first get into Reiki? I, I know my my son was just telling me today, my oldest, he's he's gonna be 15 soon. He said, Oh mom, it all started with your plants. So <laughs> I used to I used to pick succulents and I would grow them. I would take little leaf, like little cuttings, and watch them grow. And then of course I got into crystals. So my son says the natural next step was Reiki. But it was really, I had a like a profound calling for it. I had never had actually a a Reiki session myself. It was just something I, I kind of stumbled upon in my studies of energy healing. And I thought, this is it. Like, this is what I want to do. How do I do this? Where do I go learn? And my husband was like, Reiki, like who does Reiki? What are you talking about? Like, nobody, nobody does that. And I'm like, well, I'm going to do that. So, and, and here I am. And, and I love that you do this too. And that's, What's so beautiful, like you don't have to do it for a living, right? It's an amazing complimentary energy tool, a, a tool in your, like your first aid kit, you know, to healing have modalities, right? Healing modality. It's, it's an amazing healing modality. And it's, and it's great that you have, you always have access to it. You know, it's not like you have to go to the doctor's office. It's, it's right there in your hands. So when you first, I'll just reflect on this for a minute. When you first got attuned to Reiki healing and you felt the chakra of somebody or the aura, isn't that an amazing feeling where you could kind of, you know, I know our audience is like, what are they talking about? Well, if anyone has curiosity, check out Athena's book and look into Reiki healing. You will know. Thank about. you. Thank you. Yes. Like, how do you feel energy? You feel, well, we always feel energy is one way to describe it. And the attunement is incredible because you're actually now tuning into that energy. Now we feel it all the time. You know, you can mm -hmm. tell when somebody walks near you if they're having a good day or a bad day, right? Because you feel that vibe. But, you know, or if you're walking into a supermarket, you can sense when somebody's like having a great day and you want to be like, oh, I like <laughs> their smile. I want to be around them, right? So we really do have that sense of energy. And then when we get attuned to it, to Reiki, it's... It's like this outpouring of like beautiful love that just like kind of comes over. So can we feel auras and chakras? Yes, we can. And it's really kind of an exciting thing. When I got my crystal Reiki masters, I, I had the most gorgeous shapes, like geometric shapes, you know, all that were just going all over the ceiling and everywhere in like this shade of like a violet purple. And I thought, Am I, am I losing my mind here? Like what's going on? But as soon as the attunement was over, it stopped. And I thought, oh my gosh, like, how do I, how do I do that? How do I recreate that? And so every time I would tune into Reiki, especially with my crystals, I would get this like incredible, you actually have like visual, even sensory things that happen. So it's wow. for those who need to see it before they can believe it, it, it can, it can be visual too. And the practice and make perfect and, and work on it, right? Get attuned. Yes, absolutely. I want to ask you, how did you develop your book, Raise Your Vibes? Like what prompted you to write your book? Well, it was really, it was part of it was my really my own journey in pain and healing and learning to heal myself because I had tried everything, you know, in Western medicine, all the physical therapy and all this stuff. And like, I always say, like, this is something that really like filled in the gaps for Western medicine for me. So 
being able to share this story with people because so many will ask, especially like, you know, my Instagram account, they would say, you know, well, how do you do this? Or how do you know that? Or how, you know, so many questions, like I'm not feeling well, I have anxiety, I have depression, I have, you know, I have to study for an exam and I, and I can't focus. And so for things like that, I thought, okay, these are all, these are all very common issues that we struggle with daily. How do I help people um, with tools that they can use with active practices, which are called rituals throughout the book. And in these rituals, it gives people like a, a place to start that's easy, that's not some big complicated, you have to be a spiritual guru person. This is for everyday people as well. And anybody who's open to energy healing can use the tools in this. And even if they're just starting, you implement these rituals into your daily practice, you know, you notice your life shifts better and better. So this book, it was, it was funny. It was like, how much can I put in here? How much can I cram into these pages? Because there's energy healing is so vast, right? As you, as you know, I'm sure there's so many tools we have at our disposal. And it was just such a gift to be able to kind of put a lot, not all, but so many of them into one place, one guide, one one reference guide that people can turn to, you know, I'm I'm feeling like this, or, you know, I I need confidence and, and here's how I can help myself. So that was, it was really, that's kind of the point to empower people to take, take their healing back into their own hands and and raise their vibes. Right. Absolutely. I I just, I, I believe in all this stuff that your book talks about. I looked at your table of contents when I first started looking at your book and I was like, this is like a user uh, manual <laughs> to how to understand energy and how it works in your life. And what it's almost like raise your vibes, you know, here's your healing modalities you can tap into. And this is how you could become a more grounded, centered, spiritual person. And I was looking at this like, wow, this really makes sense. This is like a good read. So that's why I'm happy to have our audience, you know, have our ability to discuss this today. Cause I really do think you laid it out in a really comprehensive way. But you didn't do it in a way where it becomes overwhelming for anybody. So if someone's new, depending on the level of your skill set, it's for all skill sets. It's it's for the beginner, the intermediate, and the the, the more novel, you know, involved people. So it's it, I thought it was real. I thought it was really refreshing. It's a good it's a good book to. In my that, that's just like the best compliment ever. Oh my goodness, thank you. And and that was really the intention was that no matter what. What, where you are on your spiritual journey, where you are on your path, whether you consider yourself a newbie or, you know, a, an advanced guru, this can, this will help everybody because it's, yeah, simple, easy, fun, keep it light, keep it simple, but really being able to incorporate these powerful tools of energy healing into our daily practice. That, that was so, thank you so much for those kind words, Jason. No worries, no worries. I love the. I love letting my audience know about the books I look at and what we feature on the show. You know, one of the things I was looking at when I looked at your book was your discussion about how to how to uh, how to bring balance into your chakras. And I want to ask you, what are your thoughts about that for our audience? Um, first, explain if there's lay people here that are like, what is a chakra? That sounds like something that I would see at the airport when I'm trying to catch a flight to some foreign country. But uh, if you can explain what chakra is and just explain your viewpoint based on raise your vibes of how, you know, we can balance our chakras and, and, and prevent blockages. Of course. I love that. Well, yes, a chakra, uh, which 
Agreed. I didn't know what a chakra was either not too long ago. And I thought, what is that? Well, they are energy healing. They're energy centers within our bodies. So we have an, the way to think about it, we have a physical body and in our physical body, we have, you know, you have your different organs that are vital for your well-being, And then you have your emotional body, which is connected to these. And your spiritual body is very much connected as well. And we're, everything is connected, right? So with our chakra centers, each there, you know, there are seven main ones. And depending who you speak to, there are a thousand, but you know, concentrating on the seven main ones that we all work with. And um, we have our root chakra, which is really our, our grounding place, our root, our survival. We have our sacral chakra, which is our intimacy, our creativity, our our creation um, and, and how we connect with others intimately, our solar plexus, which is our really our confidence and our empowerment and our driving purpose and force in life, like what drives us and our heart chakra, which of course is not just feeling love or expressing love, but how we connect through our heart space to others in the world. And, and how we express that. And then our throat chakra, of course, is our expression, our creativity, our ears, what, how we hear things, how we perceive, and how we express um, our thoughts, our truth. When we're speaking our truth, we also need to hear the truth of others. So when we have that nice communication balance going, oh, everything kind of opens up. And then our third eye, which so many people want to work in. This is our divine intuition. This is where many people tap into their psychic abilities or spiritual abilities through that third eye. And then our crown chakra, our connection to the divine and divine knowledge, divine wisdom, which that could be for different people, different things. That could be God. That could be the universe. That could be source. That could be your angels. But it is that divine connection. And what happens when one, of, one or more of these are out of balance, we'll say, they're kind of like spinning wheels. So when they kind of close down like this, you know, they're not able to flow with each other. So it's just like with the organs in our body, if they're not communicating the way they're supposed to, you're going to end up having issues like getting sick or, you know, having a, you know, a pain somewhere. And with our chakras, when our energy centers are out of balance, a lot of time that will manifest into physical form. And we actually have physical sensation, pain, blockage, whatever it is, because a certain chakra is not flowing as it should. And it's really nice when they all flow together there, you know, it's, we're all connected. So as long as everything is flowing nicely connected and together. And, and when I say balanced, you know, if you have too much or not enough of anything in life, you can see how that will be, that doesn't work for your, for your highest good. So keeping everything nice and balanced and flowing within your spiritual body just leads to an overall sense of well-being physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Makes sense. What's your views on self-attunement for Reiki? So I, I love this one. And I'm sure uh, I have had some really, I, I'm so grateful to say some wonderful feedback from other Reiki masters who have seen this too, because there's a lot of, especially pre-pandemic, there was a lot of this opinion that 
it doesn't work or you can't do it unless it's, you know, in person with an instructor with, you know, that there were very specific guidelines set out by certain people in the field that I I'll have to disagree with. You know, this is, this is energy healing. This is, there's no copyright on it. There is no ownership over this. This is something that is a gift to all of us. And in my book, yes, it is called a self-attunement because you do have to do the work yourself. You have to follow the steps. Yes, absolutely. But I literally have blessed the entire book with Reiki. And I really spent a lot of time with this section trying to really find the most authentic way and the best way to help people one connect to this, but then also be able to channel Reiki to the actual pages so that when, and the symbols that are within the book. So even if you don't know what the symbols mean, it's okay because they have that Reiki energy in them already. And it was so important when I finished the book before we sent the the final copy off to press it was very important that I receive that first so that I could do my, my actual attunement. Yes, they had written everything and I was blessing it as, as I went. There's lots of Reiki in this book. But before it went to press, it was so important that I have this final moment with the words and being able to channel the Reiki energy and the attunement. So it's kind of, you know, it's really me giving you an, an attunement with this but you do have to follow the steps. It's not going to be like, oh, I opened a page and I'm a tune. No, you still have to do the work. Sorry. <laughs> start, from, start from the beginning. Work your way up. Yes. Work yes. your way through the process as outlined in your book. Yes. <laughs> yes. And it's so easy because not everything is going to apply to you every single day that's in there, right? Different days, you, you, know, you vibe a little differently. And what's nice about Raise Your Vibes, the book, is you can you can flip through it. It doesn't have to be one solid read, especially for those that have a hard time, you know, sitting down and actually reading. Maybe they went through so much school, they're burnt out on books. But this one is you can use as a reference too. You turn to a chapter of something that's affecting you that day and you know, have a look at the rituals and you're like, oh, okay, I've got my practice for today. And then, you know, you can set it aside. So again, just to make it you know, easy for people to have their spiritual practice without it getting, you know, too complicated. If it's easy, you'll keep doing it, right? Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> 100%. I was looking at your book and I, I like the way you talk about creating a sacred space. And I wanted to ask you, how do you recommend creating a sacred space for yourself? Well, when I create my own sacred space, um, it's really about tuning into the energy that I'm in, in the moment, and really honoring the space that I'm in. And it can be, sometimes it's when I'm sitting in my car, sometimes it's when I'm in my bathroom, like in my bath, soaking in my spiritual bath, you are literally claiming this, this energetic field that you're in as being your sacred space. This is where you are going to be doing your spiritual practice. This is where you're going to be doing your work. And it literally does, you don't need a whole room. You don't need anything. You can make it fancy if you like, but it's not necessary. It's really about just claiming the space that you're in as being your place for your spiritual work. I love that. What was the greatest challenge for you creating Raise Your Vibes? Well, I wrote it during a pandemic. <laughs> 
So that was probably one of the big ones. Uh, let's see. I had it, it. I have to be straight though. It really flowed so easily, and I think having written it during a pandemic was actually divine timing. It really was kind of a blessing in disguise because I was really able to tune in. There were no other distractions. There was no kids in school. I have three kids. So, you know, there were no kids in school. My husband was actually home. So he was with them and handling all the, you know, the snacks and whatever lunches. And I would sit outside at my patio. My kids would swim in the pool. I would have the sounds of children laughing and that beautiful outdoor area. And I would sit with, you know, with all of my crystals all over my laptop and, and it would just, I had this beautiful flow. And I, if I hadn't had this experience during the pandemic, it might've actually been harder because I would still be, you know, busy in mom mode too. And I really was able to just tune in and focus. So I don't know if that's, no, it's perfect. It's a challenge and it's not a challenge. <laughs> For me, one of the greatest challenges I went through with the pandemic was journeying inside, journeying inward while we had to, you know, stay put. And one of the things I did was forgive a lot of people from my past, let go of a lot of negativity, grow in those ways. And I wanted to ask you for doing the Raise Your Vibes and working on this book, what you've what did you find to be one of the greatest areas of strength that you developed during the pandemic working on this project? Oh, goodness. I really, yes, like as with everyone, I think I had a real opportunity to really turn inward. And this was, you know, there's, I always say there's always a silver lining. <laughs> and yes, it was crazy and we were locked down. But look, we all had a moment to look at what was important to us, right? And for people who had, you know, partners, suddenly you were seeing each other in ways and communicating in, in ways like maybe you haven't for a while. Everybody gets busy with life, busy with work, busy with kids. And then all of a sudden it's like, no, nope, time out. You're all going to be home and you're all going to have to deal with all your issues. And it was like, ah, no, I can't. But it was such, it's a silver lining. We, we learned how to tune into what was important for us and take care of ourselves. I mean, my self-care game was like really on during this time, which was amazing because usually I, you know, I'm one of those, you know, you can't pour from an empty cup, but I'm, I try anyway. <laughs> so I had a lot of time to be able to, to really tune in, take care of myself. And that was really nice. I looked at chapter part two of your book and, and for me, it's, it lists out the laundry list of what I call healing modalities for myself and everything you listed here are things that I am involved in that I do on a routine daily practice. So I was like, wow, you're speaking my language. Um, <laughs> I, I want to get into meditation first. A lot of people I work with on my level as a psychic or just in general in my life, they know I'm spiritual. They listen to my show. I've had people email me, come up to me and say, I can't meditate. No matter how hard I try, I can sit there put blinders on with headphones, blaring new age, spiritual music. And I just can't do it. What recommendation would you have to someone like that to help them understand how to get into the headspace to be able to meditate? 
I would say start small, you know, baby steps, start with five minutes, don't feel under pressure to I have to sit here for 20 minutes or half an hour, you're just it's you're just going to be defeated before you get started, you know, you have to start small. So even if it's two minutes, I, I did a mindfulness, a whole program with UCLA that was really, really amazing. And one of the things, because I had struggled with meditating myself before that, I'm like, like, I'm either going to fall asleep or, you know, there's no point. Why am I doing this? You've got that, that voice in your head that's constantly talking to you, or you've got that, no, but now I have an itch or, oh, this is uncomfortable or, oh, did I hear that? You know, your brain just literally doesn't stop. And so one of the beautiful things about meditation and why it's so nice to start small, start with a few minutes, set a timer for yourself and choose a point of focus. That's the the biggest one. So that focus could be, you know, holding a a crystal in your hands and, and you feel that crystal, like just feel it in your hand and then just close your eyes and keep feeling that stone. And then as soon as your brain starts to say, oh, but, but wait, you say, no, I'm focusing on my crystal right now. Oh, isn't she lovely? Isn't she soft? You know, whatever your, your feeling is about the energy of your crystal, you know, keep pulling your focus. You just, you're literally training your brain. And by doing that, you are taking even power back from your own self you know, deprecating voice in there, you know, that ego turning, turning it off, telling it to, or in my case, I name it, Hey, Bobby, get out of here. I'm not talking to you right now. (laughs) So that's one of my tricks is, is naming that voice that really, really helps and, and start small and keep returning your focus. Every time you do this, you're actually exercising your brain. This is, and your mind, you're, 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 it's like, well, workout. So don't try to do 20 minutes, you know, start with like five or four people would have anxiety, have a really struggle with this a lot, but that's actually one of the things that UCLA has done a lot of study work with and have found that doing 20 minutes, working up to 20 minutes actually reduces their anxiety to the point where they're not on medication. So and depression. And, um, they, they started this for chronic pain. That's how it started. They had people that couldn't, no matter what the meds were, they couldn't help them. And with meditation, training your mind, getting your place of focus, and and really you get to be in control. You get to dictate where your focus is. So that's that's what I would say for meditation. Start small, you work know, and you go work your way up, like everything else, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Yes. You know, you mentioned crystals and I will just say that I first got attuned to crystals when I went to Sedona, Arizona in 2016, I went on a trip there and it, it woke me up and I literally now I'm very sensitive to crystals. I noticed you are as well. And I love that. I love when people talk to me about crystals. It's like one of the most enjoyable topics to bring up for me. Um, it's within the envelope of spirituality. I want to ask you first, what's your favorite crystal and why? You know, everybody asks, what's your favorite crystal? Like, how, why do I have to choose? <laughs> my favorite crystal, because there's so many, right? My sure. favorite, though, I mean, would probably be my amethyst and my clear quartz. Clear quartz is the master healer. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but amethyst, it's got that beautiful, rich, regal color. It, it encompasses the energy of the violet flame, you know, that, that third eye crown, your connection to the divine. So I, if I had to choose and they, well, if I was on a desert island and I could only have one, I would probably go with my amethyst. I, I love amethyst and I love rose quartz. I use rose quartz a lot to help people yes. come to me for counseling, you know, as a, as a intuitive person, I shouldn't say counseling because I'm not an expert like that or anything, but when people come to me for a reading, I'll, if they're grieving somebody or they're dealing with a breakup, I say, get some rose quartz for yourself. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Rose quartz is such a beautiful, gentle stone. Although I had some clients that family became too emotional working with rose quartz. Really? Yeah, is that interesting? And I thought, yeah, wow, okay, well, they're like, yeah, I always end up crying. I can't work with it. But okay, well, you know, there's other ones. I really love Desert Rose, which also kind of yeah. has that same, you know, that self-love, self-value, worth. Yeah, so that's one. Oh, are we going to have a big one? Show and oh, oh, look, what do we have here? Is I, so on. I just had to show you that because you brought up Desert oh, Rose. Oh, gorgeous. It's within arm's reach, so I had to show it to you. <laughs> I love it. Well, Sedona must have been amazing. It's they have so many amazing retreats and stuff there. Amazing. The ley lines are just the ley lines and people are the portals and they they have like amazing setups there too. I really want to go. So hopefully soon maybe highly recommended. (laughs) Let's talk about intention candles because I wanted to get your viewpoint on intention. I do manifestation candles myself. So I'll light a candle if someone's sick and I'll put the power of like uh, intention into it and pray over it. And I put images in my head and imagine someone feeling better. And I've been doing that since before the COVID pandemic and all that. I want to ask you, what are you, how do you approach uh, intention candles and, and, and how you found them to be helpful for you? Well, just like what you said that you're, you're, you're calling it by another name, yeah, you're, yeah. your manifestation candle that you're putting intentions into. <laughs> Correct. This is, right. That is an intention candle. I mean, really in a nutshell, you just, you just put it right there. That is what an intention candle is. And for some people, you know, for example, you can use it for different things. Uh, my girlfriend loves to make intention candles. This is one of her things. And she's she calls it the boss babe candle. So if anytime I'm like, oh, I don't have the energy for this or I'm struggling, I'm tired. She's like, I'm lighting the boss candle. Yeah. Handle it like a boss. Come on, you're going to handle it like a boss. And you can do this for other people. You can create these doesn't just necessarily have to be for ourselves if we know someone else is struggling go ahead and make a handle it like a boss candle you know and you know a lot of the time they're kind of yellow for that um solar plexus area that strength and and sacral as well kind of gives you that oomph that push to go get your stuff done but really an intention candle you can put you know you can draw your name into it or the person of your intention you can add crystals around the base of it you can really make it as, as intricate as you want, or you just keep it simple because the power of our thought and our intention from our thoughts directed at that candle, especially as we light it, we are, that's how we make that magic. And it's really not, not hard, right? It's an easy thing. I tell people the way I do it, I go to Walmart and pick up the white cylindrical candles for $1.55 each at this point. I'll pick up as many as they have. I'll put them in the shopping cart. I have a Sharpie marker and then I have essential oil, lavender essential oil. And that's my, that's all I need. Give me the name of the person. I put the intention into it. You do a little Reiki energy healing into it. I put the marker. I'll write with, with the Sharpie, whatever the intention is on it. 
And that's how I do it. And I'll put the essential oil and, and anoint it in that respect. I, I love it. Yeah, I love the inclusion of essential oils too, because those also work with our chakras, but they also work with that intention or that energy that we are, you know, choosing to bring into our candles. I love the Sharpie thing. I usually, yeah. <laughs> I've always done like the carving method. So Sharpie might actually be a little <laughs> cleaner. <laughs> you don't have that wax coming down afterwards, right? I like uh, that. I like that. I have 10 candles of those type in my room right now, burning for people who are sick, depressed, stressed, going through moves, whatever life transitions. So I understand hundred yeah. percent that they work. That's so beautiful. And they don't need to be expensive. I mean, Mm -hmm. the the dollar store or Walmart or whatever, these are amazing for this, for this purpose. Uh, um, Like my my closet is stocked full of all kinds of like dollar store, Walmart candles, Target, anything I saw on sale. I thought, oh, that's a great color or whatever I was attracted to by it. You know, I'll grab that. And, and the short ones, the little ones are great because it's, you know, it doesn't have to burn for so long and, and it's kind of a faster, like intention, faster magic. And then for ones that are, you know, like a long-term intention, I I usually will use like a bigger candle, but, and then I can return to it. You know, when you put it out, that intention is still there. So when you need that energy again, just relight it, you know, just, just remember what that one is for, you know? I believe you're an empath. Is that what you feel like you are since you do the Reiki healing? I have a bit, one of my gifts is to identify other people's psychic gifts. And as we're talking, I feel a very strong empathic ability about you. Is that something you've been told before? I have been told that many times. Yes. Since I was a kid and um, especially with the claircognizance, uh, I get this just kind of, I, I always just say, well, when I know, I know I get like a divine knowing and people are like, how did you get that? No, I just know, like, I know how you're feeling. I can sense how you're feeling or, you know, when someone's having a bad day, it's, I guess I always thought that that was normal, that you would notice and you would feel like somebody is sad. Not everybody can tell, I guess, when, when others are having a bad day. I mean, they might get that energy vibe from them, but they don't, they don't recognize it. Whereas I would write, you know, pretty like, like it's my own, right? If that makes sense. It's like, oh my God, can I, do you need a hug? You know, are you okay today? You know, that kind of, that kind of thing. Or somebody's angry, like. (laughs) Stay away, stay in your lane. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, The reason I bring that up and ask you that is, have you um, pursued your own intuitive ability? Do you consider yourself an intuitive practitioner? Reiki energy healing makes you a a practitioner in my viewpoint, just like a psychic or a medium or, any kind of life coach or anything who's spiritually in tune. Absolutely. Well, especially as I grew, what should we say, stronger? I don't know if that's the right word, but as I became more and more familiar with the feeling and the energy of Reiki as I work with other people, definitely you a lot of a lot of it is starting to learn to trust your intuition. But when you're using Reiki, it just it really kind of comes to you. Maybe that's that clear cognizant. But it really is the more you work with Reiki, the more in tune you become and the more you sense and appreciate and can understand where other people are coming from, which is really kind of nice. Like we all need more of that too, right? (laughs) What was really cool is in the last year and probably since pandemic, just because I worked with so many people that were far and not the in-person, but working with people distance like Australia and India and all this. 
And I would start getting these messages that would come. So maybe you can help me with this part. I would get these messages that would come through. And um, I always said it was their angels, but I would get very specific messages like from parents or grandparents or aunts or uncles or children, siblings that have passed. And yeah, that's called, right? Uh, mediumship, right? Is that the medium? Yeah. <laughs> But I was like, no, I don't want to do this. (laughs) But the messages kept coming in and I just thought I have to tell them and they might think I'm crazy and they may never want to come back to me again, but I can't hold on to this either. So uh, here's the message. I hope that resonates for you. And um, if it does, please tell me so I don't feel crazy. (laughs) Uh, Just that validation too for myself. I'll say that your, your abilities are going to grow as time goes on. This is just the start of your, of your gifts and your talents for this. I think you're going to do a lot more with this stuff as you go forward. Personally, that's my viewpoint. As I see raise your vibes, I feel like there'll be more than one book. And I feel like you'll be more um, involved on social media with this stuff, even more than you've had already. So just buckle up, get ready. ready. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic. Well, I, I adore writing and I adore energy healing. So being able to do both of these together and infuse my writing with energy healing, I mean, just, it's like the ultimate, you know, my ultimate like dream. It's like, oh, let's just, let's keep this going. You know, like, yes, I want to do this again. I want to do more. I want to share. And it's really about helping other people though, because you know, when some, when the people around you are feeling better and living better, you're living better. You know, it's not a, it's not a competition. It's when we're all raising together, you know, like I'm going to like, ah, see, I'm going to get emotional when we're all raising together. That's when we can live in a place that, you know, this is where you want to live. This is where you want to raise your kids in a place that, you know, isn't consumed by by fighting and anger and all these low vibrational things like, no, we mm-hmm. can, and we can do this together and support each other. And I would, I would love to see more of that in the world and a little less of this other stuff. So exactly. especially after the last two years we've been through, like looking at things now, I feel like we're all coming out of the other side of a tunnel. Oh my gosh. And now we've got to, we've got to take our perspective and help each other heal and grow and move forward. Yeah. Well, and that was such a big part of it is everybody felt so closed off and really then kind of social media showed us you know in in you know for good or for for better or for worse showed us that no look we are all in this together like yeah we're isolated in our little rooms or our little apartments or our houses or whatever but we're at we're all in it together and we're all connected and if we just keep that perspective and keep raising our vibration and on on that kind of perspective where we're connected I mean, we can, we can make this world a much better place and live healthier, live happier, get rid of some of this, all these other little ailments that are really just, what are they doing? Holding us back. We don't need all that. You know, let's let that go. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Let's talk about affirmations and mantras. Cause I'm real big on that too. What is your viewpoint on the use of affirmations and mantras in one's life and helping to guide oneself through some challenging times, for example? affirmations are huge. You know, it was like I had spoken earlier about, you know, Bobby, that negative voice that comes into your head and, or into my head (laughs) says these things that, you know, are, you can't do this. You're not worth it. These are really that voice telling you, and it's, 
we want to flip that script. Yes. So when we have our affirmations or our mantras, whatever works for you, and um, they're very similar, but whatever was working for you, as long as we're flipping that script and changing that voice, whether it's out loud or in our head, you are shifting yourself into a positive. So it's a huge part of, you know, how your vibration is affected during the day. And it's so easy and it's totally free, totally available. Like you don't have to even go to the dollar store for this one, right? It's right there. And you can tune in anytime, you know, when you're having a bad day, just tune into that affirmation. You know, you're not feeling like, you know, remind yourself, I am a goddess. I am a rock star. I am, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to kill that audition, or I'm going to, you know, get that job promotion or whatever it is like you're working towards and really keep telling yourself that you are worthy of this, that you are valuable, that you are deserving and, and have love for yourself. You know, love is the highest vibration. So let's, you know, using affirmations, you can really elevate your vibration to one of love and where you're feeling confident and, and secure in yourself. So yes, affirmations are big one for me. Yes. Beautiful aspect of affirmations and mantras is another cheap secret. You can go get a dry erase board and dry erase markers, put it up on your wall. And next thing you know, you got a manifestation board ready to go. And you could put down your mantras, affirmations, and goals, whatever it is you want to do that you can look at in the mornings and nights and meditate on it, so, you know, do a candle to it, increase its opportunity of, of letting it come into fruition. And I tell people that all the time. And the reason I laughed earlier was when you said flip the script. I tell people that all that those are the words I use when I talk about changing up your paradigm. How do you see the world around you? What are you, are you dealing with self-defeating thoughts? Flip the script. So I'm like, you're speaking exactly what I said, synchronicity. That's pretty cool. I so. love that. We've got the same language going here. That's <laughs> and yes, the dry erase markers. I mean, even your bathroom mirror, you know, when you go into the more in the morning in your bathroom mirror, just get, get one of those dry erase markers and write it. I mean, use dry erase permanent is harder to get off. Oh, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Those dry erase, but in case, just a quick tip, if anybody does put real marker on there and can't get it off, get a dry erase marker and go over it and it'll wipe off. So yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, learn that from having little boys. <laughs> <laughs> that's not an energy healing practice. That's just yeah. like a mom tip. But when I was healing from surgery in, in this room, actually, my healing room, I called it, uh, which I didn't know I'd be healing in. I have closet doors that are like the smooth glass. And one day I was so, I was so struggling and I was so in my pain. And I just thought, I can't keep doing this every day. I, I, I have to do something. So I had these dry erase markers from, you know, whatever, the, whatever the kids project that they had had. And I got up with my big brace and I, you know, hobbled over to the closet doors and I wrote on there, I am pain free. I am strong. I am loved. And I underlined them and it was an all bold. And every day I would wake up seeing this. I never erased it. It's still on my board. It's really faded now, but it's still there where every morning I would wake up and I would see these words. And it was like, yes. And today I'm going to get stronger. And today I'm loved and supported. And today my pain is going to be less. And that really really helped along with my shower affirmations and my all my other tools that are in the book with all those things but those affirmations is really 
I'm incredible for giving myself that push to, to heal myself and live better. So yes, please do it guys, please. hundred percent, hundred percent. Angels and signs. Cause this is another thing that I find with synchronicity that angels are big and, and angel numbers times a day, 10, 10, 11, 11, 1, 1, 1, 2, 2, 2. Like I constantly take screenshots of those recently because they happen so frequently that I'll, I'll put a collage up on my social media and say, synchronicity, here's an example from the last four days. Check it out. I mean, I've had where my mileage on my car is 222, my receipt at Dunkin' Donuts when I'm thinking about a new opportunity is 888. Like I wanted to ask you, what are your viewpoints on angel numbers and synchronicity? And have you, what's been your experience with them? Oh my gosh. I see angel numbers, like, like you said, all day, every day. And it's so, it's like, now I get this overwhelming sense of gratitude. Like, thank you, angels. You're with me. Like, that's awesome. I mean, just the other day, just a few minutes ago, you were talking, gosh, what was it we were talking about? It wasn't the angels, but I looked up and it was 444 on my computer. I'm like, oh, I love this. Like, yes, okay, we are definitely in sync here. This is perfect. And so aligned. I love it. So with the angel numbers, but like you said, I'll see them, you know, the gas station at the pump, receipts that I'll have. You know, sometimes it's, you know, 1111. And I'm like, well, how can it be 1111? Like, who gets that kind of total? Uh, And things that you would never, it's not just the clocks. It's not just, and there are no coincidences. I mean, this is one thing that's, that, we all need to kind of get past because we, we all very often will excuse it with, you know, Oh, it's just a coincidence. It's just, this is the way it happened. No, that was, that was a sign. And, you know, pay attention to how your thoughts were, what you were thinking. Like you were saying, you know, every time you're thinking of a new business idea or something with money and you'll see 888 pop up. And this is really how, how it will work. Like four, four, four. It's like, Oh, angels are with us. Like, yay. Um, things like that. So with the different numbers and I have just some of the basic ones, like I wouldn't, I shouldn't say basic because they're definitely not basic. Yeah. They're yeah. very special, but just the, the maybe more common, I guess we would say ones are in the book, just as a quick reference. And Also, you know, look up these numbers when you see them and pay attention to what you were thinking in the moment. Pay attention to what you were doing. If you were working on a project, if you were thinking about a specific person or a specific project, like think about what you were doing and then pay attention to that number because, you know, next time you see that number, it might be a nice little like reminder, like, hey, remember what you were working on over here? Like time to Get your energy back there and focus, refocus on that again to help yourself move forward. So I, the angel numbers are, they stalk me. <laughs> no, and no. I love it. <laughs> One of the things I find with angel numbers is if I'm worried about a situation and I'm really focused on it, I don't try to worry. I try to get rid of my what if thoughts. But let's say randomly, I'm just thinking one morning and I'm like, oh, I wonder if I'm going to be okay with that situation. And next thing you know, I look and it's 10-10 and I'm like, I am going to be okay with that situation because I know that's a reassurance. But when I give people a reading, if I'm talking to them about something, I had one 30-minute reading where I had 11-11, 11-22, 11-33, and 11-44. And it was relating to a bunch of questions about this person's love life. And I'm like, look, there's no way all these confirmations line up like this for me to tell you, you're definitely going to be happy going forward with this person. So my point is, I think there's a way that you can look at these and, and kind of piece them together and, and get a larger message if you are able to kind of, you know, immerse yourself with it. Oh, absolutely. Yes. That, you know? It's not like, you know, one thing has to mean like people always say, well, what does this number mean? And it's like, well, what was happening in your life when it happened? What did you see? What were you thinking about? Like, 
I, I don't know that I could tell you specifically. It's not like a, you know, a dictionary where you're going to look up and this, this word is going to mean exactly this. It doesn't always work like that. It can work like different. I mean, there's guidelines, but they're, you know, like a general guide, but sometimes what 1010 means for me is not going to be the same as what 1010 means for you, but it's still a beautiful reminder that we're being supported on our path by our angels. And so, you know, they're always with us. They're always around us. And that's just using those numbers are just one way for them to communicate with us so that we get the message because we can't necessarily always see them. And we don't necessarily always hear them as, as they communicate. Some people do. Sometimes I, then again, I hear voices. So it's, <laughs> you don't hear voices. You pick up stuff from the other side as a medium. Right. Exactly. Yes. But is it weird that like, I'll have the message and it's almost like I can see the words. Is that strange? It's not at all. It's just your different yeah. psychic senses coming to life. Um, when yeah. I first, in 04, my grandfather passed away. I had orbs of light appeared to me in a hotel room. And that set me off to be a, a medium or set my mediumship abilities right after that night experience I had. And I went, I was a medium for reluctantly a medium for like 10 years before I really embraced it. And then my other abilities developed as I started doing professional readings for people four years ago. So like, there's all those abilities. You, you have those in you. It's a gift that's been passed through your family line, I believe. There's other people in your family that have had it too, and your kids will have it. Yeah. Um, it's just, I believe that. I believe that there's a lot of that kind of stuff that goes. My mom, who's 74, didn't realize she had an intuitive ability until two years ago when we were sitting on a plane together and I read someone in between us and she said everything I picked up on that flight, she did too. And she never knew that that was what it was. Like it was. Oh, uh, I love that. I love that. Absolutely. Oh. Yeah. And the more you work with it in practice, you know, the, just the more familiar, the easier it is for you to kind of translate that that language or, you know, that skill set or whatever, however you want to describe that, that um, ability, you know, Absolutely. the more we practice with it, it, it's, it just becomes more familiar, but it is a little scary. I have to say doing the medium stuff, it was a little, you know, it was a little intimidating when I was I, uh... 18. I was living with my grandmother. She had this old Victorian house, like one of those really old ones from like whatever, or late 1800s. And it was painted different colors. It was gorgeous. And they had actually picked up this house and moved it from somewhere else and put it where her house was, which I can't believe they used to do that, but they did. And one night I was, I remember being really tired and grumpy. And when we're really tired, we are, it's like our guards are down a bit, right? So when people are getting Reiki healings too, I'm like, you know, it's really nice actually. And why so many people fall asleep, but if you're asleep for your Reiki session, it's actually really nice. All your inhibitions are like melted away and you're really open to receiving. Well, you're really open to receiving messages in other ways too, as I was. And here I am tired and grumpy. I'm like 18 and sassy as all get out. And I hear all this rustling in my closet and I, and I was, at first I was like, what is that? And I opened the door, I don't see anything, close the door. And a second later, it starts again. And this time I'm mad because I'm like, oh, I want to go to sleep, right? <laughs> Being my crazy like teenager self. And I open the door and I yell at my closet to be quiet. And then I realized, oh my goodness, I just yelled at my closet. Like, <laughs> wow, okay, like this is good. Athena, you need to go to bed. <laughs> Went to go to bed. And I, I'm laying on my side and I got this 
crazy chill is the only way I know how to script. Like somebody took an, like a ice cube and rolled it up my spine and it lifted me up out of my bed. Like it, like the craziest, one of the craziest feelings I've experienced and, and not necessarily in a good way. And I was like lifted up out of this and I turned over and I see this woman standing in front of my closet. And she was kind of that old style 1940s, you know, with the old nightgown and like the crazy, like that beautiful curled, you know, waved hair that they had, but eyes that were like these black, like holes. And I remember being so terrified and like, oh my God, like I literally like fell back down again. And then for a month, I slept with the lights on and that's, <laughs> yeah, and I really decided I, one of the beautiful things about this experience is I really learned how to own your space because I was like, no, this, this, whoever this crazy, creepy lady was, this is my room now. Like maybe this was yours back whenever, but this is mine and you need, you're not invited. You need to get out. And I started Without, I never read, how do you get rid of, you know, entities or energies that you don't want? I just kind of intuitively started doing it. And every day I would get mad and I would, you know, demand that this was my space. So it's kind of like you create your sacred space, but you can also create um, ownership of your space. And this is how I did that. Um, and she never, she didn't come back, but I would always get scared and, and goosebumps when I would go in that hallway. Oh yeah. Oh my God. Chills. Like every time (laughs) I would go through that hallway, I would run (laughs) to my room. (laughs) So, which, you know, some people think is like, oh, you were just, you know, imaginative. Well, you're not. And children are often dismissed as being just having these imaginations. And, and really, I think it's so important to listen to them. They have a voice and, you know, a view, a perspective of life without all the taints and the, and the baggage and the, you know, all the stuff that they, we have collected, right, over a lifetime. They're so open and fresh and, and really inspiring. If we just kind of stop for a second and, and pay attention and listen to what they have to say, you know, that can really click and resonate with us too. And when, you know, for parents who are working with Reiki and using Razor Vibes, you can then do that for your kids too, you know, help them settle at night, help them feel better. I mean, you're already pouring love into them every time you, you know, give them a hug or give them a kiss and being able to channel Reiki to them is also just a beautiful way to help support them and heal them, especially as they're going through, you know, all the hardships of Zoom school and the new restrictions that we have. So it really, it really does help support the parents and the kids as well. So I was, I was laughing earlier when you said you left the lights on because when I did mediumship for those 10 years, I slept with lights on many, many of the times that I did that. So I thought that was funny that I can relate to a lot of you're talking about. But it's not just me then. No, not at all. Not at all. We're running low on time. I can't believe how fast this interview has gone. My interviews go fast, but this one has gone excessively fast. It's almost like a snap of the fingers and we've gone through Raise Your Vibes and I'd love to do more with this. I want to ask you, what's next for you Uh, after Raise Your Vibes? Like what's the next step for you in your your goals of what you're doing for your own journey spiritually? Oh, thank you. Well, my next goal is 
I am putting together uh, Crystal Reiki Academy. And there are so many people that have so many questions and want to continue learning. And this has helped them or, you know, just some of the tips and boosts I posts I've had on Instagram have helped them. So I thought, you know, let's turn this into an academy, like into a school where there's courses and people can, can study and kind of work at their own pace. Um, or there's the version where they want to work with me if they need more, you know, that one-on-one -on -one and they have questions. So that's really kind of my next my next goal is, is to be able to connect with people in, in a way that helps, you know, teach them, give them those tools to, you know, make their lives better. We got to keep spreading, spreading that love, spreading that awareness. And of course, writing another book would be um, a, an ultimate blessing as well. But well, <laughs> I see three in your, in your, you know, this one and two others minimal. So you're going to have other books popping out there. <laughs> you're going to uh, be putting out other books. That's my prediction. Let's see if I'm right. But uh, uh, from your mouth to the publisher's ears. <laughs> <laughs> and our audience. Let me ask you this. Uh, if you were a spirit animal, which spirit animal would you be and why? And I'll go first. I always do this in my guest yeah. I, I pick owl because I have two parrots as pets. Ah, I was going to say owl first. Ah! <laughs> you want me to choose another one? Purple high five. <laughs> <laughs> I would just say because of wisdom and I love animals and the two parrots that I have, like I'm just all about wisdom and, and 180, 360 viewpoint. Oh, I'm cry. That's so cool. That's how I, that's how I view my life. Yes. You have you have an amazing view of the world, but you have that divine knowledge and and divine intuition. And I always thought as a kid, oh well, it's just because my name is Athena. But you know, I do have this like amazing connection with the owl. And <laughs> I love that you do too. And and interestingly, when before I was born, if I had been a boy, my dad would have named me Jason. Wow. Yes. So, which I still would have had my owl, I guess. Right. Either yeah, way. Yeah. But I came out a girl, so I am Athena. So you don't have any Greek, do you? Like Jason? A, uh, my mom named me Jason after Jason and the Argonauts. <laughs> I just said Jason and the Argonauts. Oh, That's how I got named. That's her story all the time. I, I named you Jason because of Jason and the Argonauts. It's, uh, it's I kind love of you so much. We are so divinely amazing. connected. Like this, wow, what synchronicities. That's just I love it. I love it. I have amazing guests on it. You've taken it. I, I really enjoyed our interview. Uh, oh, thank I'm you all. so much. I just want to thank Athena for coming on the show this evening and sharing her new book, Raise Your Vibes with Us, Energy Self-Healing for Everyone. What an amazing, relatable experience today has been. I think when you look at Raise Your Vibes, definitely check it out. It's well worth the read. One of the things you'll find when you look at this uh, topic in this area, the way that Athena's portrayed it, she's extremely relatable. You can take these concepts that we've discussed, and if you've never been exposed to them before, you could literally open this book, go through the pages at your own pace, and become well-versed in exactly what we're talking about at the same level. So I highly recommend checking out Raise Your Vibes. Look into energy healing. Look into unblocking anything that limits you in your mind. One of the things I love the most about this book is the way it gives a poopery of all the healing modalities that are available, and most of them are free. So check them out. Check out Athena's book. And I highly recommend everything that we've discussed today. And in terms of her website, it's www.crystalreikihealer.com. And Athena is also on social media, Crystal Reiki Healer on Instagram, as well as other places. So I just want to tell each of you to definitely look at this 
We have a lot more programming coming on the show and a lot of variety of guests, but this has been one of my favorites. And stay positive because when you're positive, anything's possible. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Social Psychic Radio Show. Don't forget to join us for another episode next time. If you enjoyed the show, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give us a review on iTunes. You can also check us out on Facebook and don't forget to visit the Social Psychic YouTube channel. Until next time, it's a big world out there. Keep an open mind, embrace your paradigms, and know that the universe is always yours to explore. With the Baker's Plus Card, it's easy to get lower than low prices. For the win! Earn fuel points on every purchase and save up to a dollar a gallon at the pump. The Baker's Plus Card. All you do is win. Big, big savings. Sign up now at bakersplus.com and start saving. Baker's. Fresh for everyone. Savings may vary by state. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your favorites with the buy five or more, save a dollar each sale. Simply buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with your card. Bakers, fresh for everyone. Welcome to Sarah Talk Solutions. Ladies and gentlemen, you've tuned into a bit of a different type of show. I'm Sarah B and I'm your host. You can find me on my IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. I talk about amazing, relevant conversations and topics and what functions that goes on in this magical, wonderful, wonderful city of the City of Angels. My IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. Electric acid. Electric acid. Welcome to the Candle Power Hour. Come with us backstage, behind the scenes of show business spanning over four decades and bringing you the experiences that can only be told by the people who were there. Our guests are from the A-list, the F-list, and everyone in between. Get set for some of the most insane, hilarious, and inspiring stories you will ever hear. I'm Mercury. And I'm Diego. Your host for The The Candle Candle Power Power Hour. Electric acid.